0: assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh welcome back everyone it definitely hasn't been like six weeks or maybe less than that five six weeks since the last episode definitely not we're just gonna ignore that pretend that didn't happen okay no but seriously i don't know what happened because i like laurie did have time to like put up an episode in those weeks but I don't know why my notes for this episode were taking so long and I would just like not do it honestly if I just sat down and did it for like an hour I would be done and I could have recorded but uh I honestly don't have any excuse hopefully it doesn't happen again but yeah so we're back today hope you guys didn't miss me too much (laughs) And today, as you can tell by the title, we are talking about healthy habits for muslimers in 2023, or just like in general, but it is 2023, so that's why I've got that in there. So yeah, I don't know, what else do I want to start with this with? I know last week, not last week, last episode, which was six weeks ago, um, I started the whole sort of the week, and of the week video. So, I'm going to do that. So, the surah of the week, um, I went for al Mulk because it kind of is fitting for this week because um I am going to be talking about sleep in this. And obviously, that is a surah you should be doing before you go to sleep. All right, here we go. In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful. Sorry, I'm sick. Why am I always sick whenever I'm recording? I don't know. I'm not actually that sick to be honest. But last week I was. I was pretty sick. So maybe I can use that as an excuse for the no episode last week. <laughs> I don't know about all the other weeks. But yeah, I've just got a ready nose. I always have a ready nose in the morning. So yeah, I don't know why. Does that happen to anyone else? So yeah. Please ignore that. Um okay. In the name of allah the most gracious the most merciful Blessed is he in whose hands of the sovereignty and who has power over everything he who created death and life to test you as to which you is better in conduct he is the almighty the forgiving he who created seven heavens and layers you see no discrepancy in the creation of the compassionate look again can you see any cracks then look again and again and your sight will return to you dazzled and exhausted We have adorned the lower heaven with lanterns and made them missiles against devils, and we have prepared for them the punishment of the blaze. For those who reject their lord, there is the torment of hell. What an evil destination! When they are thrown into it, they will hear it roaring as it seethes. It almost bursts with fury. Every time a batch is thrown into it, its keepers will ask them, Has no warner come to you? They will say, Yes, a warner did come to us, but we disbelieved and said Allah did not send down anything. You are very much mistaken. And they will say, had we listened or reasoned, we would not have been among the inmates of the blaze. So they will acknowledge their sins, so away with the inmates to the blaze. As for those who fear their Lord in secret, for them is forgiveness and a great reward. Whether you keep your words secret or declare them, he is aware of the inner thoughts. Would he not know, he who created? He is the refined, the expert. It is he who made the earth manageable for you, so travel its regions and eat of its provisions. To him is the resurgence. Are you confident that the one in heaven will not cause the earth to collapse beneath you as it spins? Or are you confident that the one in heaven will not unleash against you a violent storm? Then you will know what my warning is like. Those before them also denied the truth, and how was my disapproval? Have they not seen the birds above them, spreading their wings and folding them? None holds them except the compassionate. He is perceiver of everything. Or who is this who is a force for you to protect against the compassionate? The disbelievers are in nothing but delusion. Or who is this that will provide for you if he withholds his provisions, yet they persist in defiance and aversion. Is he who walks bent on his own design better guided, or he who walks upright on a straight path? Say, it is he who produced you and made for you the hearing and the vision and the organs, but really do you give thanks. Say, it is he who scattered you on earth, and to him you will be rounded up. And they say, when will this promise be fulfilled if you are truthful? Say, knowledge is with Allah, and I am only a clear warner. But when they see it approaching, the faces of those who disbelieve will turn gloomy, and it will be said, this is what you used to call for. Say, have you considered? Should Allah make me perish and those with me, or else he bestows his mercy on us? Who will protect the disbelievers from an agonizing torment? Say, he is the compassionate. We have faith in him, and in him we trust. Soon you will know who is in evident error. Say, have you considered? If your water drains away... Who will bring you pure running water? Alhamdulillah. Beautiful. I also think that it literally took two or three minutes to read. Which now that I think about it. When I read a MOOC in Arabic. It only takes like seven minutes. So I don't know why I thought I wouldn't be that quick in my first language. Anyways. That was a MOOC. Bro. It hits deeper when I I'm understanding it. (laughs) I I really need to work on my Arabic. You know, I should have added that in my healthy habits is learning a language, uh, most preferably Arabic if you don't know it already, so that you can understand the Quran because it's really important to understand the meaning. I know there's either Quran verse or Hadith or something. I'm not completely sure, but that it's something along the lines of how in. Like important it is to like read a verse and to know the meaning of it and the reward you get in that. So that is great too, and I need to work on that because guys, I have like a one hundred and thirty-five day streak on Duolingo. I can't even lie, and I was so I was like, this made me so happy because my longest streak before this was like in twenty nineteen, and it was like thirty days. And then I have two streak freezes. I accidentally used them for the two days because I was kind of like stopping doing it, you know, I was like, Am I that was a bit lazy. And then the third day, obviously, I had no more streak freezes. I was doing Duolingo and I fell asleep. I fell asleep at like 5 p.m. and I completely forgot. I don't remember when I woke up. If I still woke up that day, I forgot because I was tired and probably went straight back to sleep. So I lost my one hundred thirty-five day streak, and yeah, then I didn't do it for. A, I didn't do any doing for a long time, bro. I even went to the Middle East where they literally just speak Arabic, and I. <laughs> I would have I, I would have been kind of good. If I hadn't stopped doing Duolingo, I would have been kind of good. Probably could have talked to people in Arabic. Didn't do that. I spoke completely in English the whole time. So, yeah. And then, what's my streak now? I think it's like 54 days. So, yeah. 54 days ago, I started again. But I've been kind of getting lazy again. But we're not going to allow that. We're not going to allow that. Because we're in our healthy girl era. Our whatever you want to call it, era, are uh, close to a lot, era, you know, no era, this is not an era, this is a lifestyle, this is a lifestyle, so, yeah, all right, quote of the week, um, I actually didn't pick one out, so, yeah, but I'm pretty sure when I was reading Mork, there was this one line that I was like, damn, I'm gonna really find it, and that's gonna be the quote of the week, okay, It's I, uh, 22 and it is Is he who walks bent on his own design better guided or he who walks upright on a straight path? That hit, guys. That is so so surreal. For that, I need to actually stop saying stuff like this, guys. My lingo right now is so altered by like social media, it's not even funny. And I don't even normally talk like this, but I don't know what's wrong with me this morning. It's weird. It's weird. I promise I'm not like this. This is not me. This is not who I am. But anyways, that is the quote of the week. And we're going to move into the story. Again, I got GBT to write me a story because, guys, I don't have time to write a whole story, okay? I'm sorry, but this is actually a good one. So let me find it. All right, here we go. Once upon a time, in a small village nestled amidst rolling hills, there lived a young girl named... Oh wait, hang on. This is the wrong one. (laughs) Oh my god, I started reading the one from... Not last week. Last episode. Alright. In a bustling city lived a young girl named Sarah. She was bright and spirited, but her lifestyle didn't align with her potential. She spent hours glued to screens, ate fast food regularly, and her connection with Islam had weakened. One day, a wake-up call came in the form of a health scare. Frightened, Sarah looked at herself in the mirror and saw a future she didn't want. She remembered the teachings of Islam about taking care of one's body, a gift from Allah. Determined to change, Sarah embarked on a new journey. She started with small steps, walking in the park daily and gradually replacing junk food with nourishing meals. As her body grew healthier, so did her mind and spirit. Remembering her faith's importance, Sarah began reading the Quran again and reflecting on its lessons. The mosque became a regular stop, and the sense of community there warmed her heart. With time, Sarah's transformation became evident. She radiated positivity, her face glowing with health. Her dedication to Islam deepened, and she found solace in prayer and strength in fasting during Ramadan. Word of Sarah's turnaround spread, inspiring her friends and family. Some joined her for walks, while others rediscovered faith alongside her. The city park saw more smiles and the aroma of home-cooked meals filled Sarah's home once more. Sarah's story became a local legend, a tale of self-discovery and renewal. Her journey reminded everyone that it's never too late to embrace healthy habits and strengthen their faith. Through small changes, Sarah had not only transformed herself, but also rekindled the light of Islam in her life and the lives of those around her. Alhamdulillah. That is beautiful. I think we should all strive to be like Sarah. She actually really wow, she came through, she pulled through for herself. She really, she really turned her life around. I'm so proud of her for that. So anytime I'm feeling lazy, unmotivated, I'm just gonna read this story, come back to this episode and be like, I can be like Sarah. I wanna be like Sarah. But yeah, that was the story. So I think we're gonna get into our topics for today. The healthy habits, of course. So I don't know, should I go through what we're going to go through today? So we've got the Alhamdulillah mindset slash zero stress. You know what, I'm going to keep you guys guessing, so I'm not going to tell you what all the next topics are. But we're starting with that. So what is the Alhamdulillah mindset? Or I don't know if it's actually called that. I just call it that because I feel like mindset is your mindset is really important and can really shape how you view things in life. Because I don't know if you guys have seen this one TikTok. It's like talking, or I don't know if it was a speech or what, but it was talking about how, like, oh, this has so and so number of letters. Like, this word has this number of letters, but so does this word. And the last one was like, negativity has 10 letters, but so does positivity. And it was like about how you, the way you view life, is shaped kind of like how your life is, right? So, I like my number one thing is to have a good or like a solid mindset because then if you view if if you're trying to view the good in things you are gonna see the good in things. But if you're just like trying to view the like negative and all that, then it's not, obviously you're gonna be seeing that because that's what you focus on. Like if you're focusing on something you notice it a lot more, right? And then, you've never had those times where you'd be like, oh my god, so many coincidences. Like, okay, when I started getting, when I got my learners to drive, I started noticing learners everywhere. Because before, I was like, I literally never see learners on the road. But, okay, actually, I don't know. Do you guys have learners? It's like, you know, when you... Can't drive by yourself yet. You have to drive with someone older than you for a while until you can get your actual, like your P's and then your license. So, yeah, I started noticing learners everywhere on the road. And obviously, it's not like all of a sudden there's way more people, or maybe there was because of like COVID and stuff. I don't know. I don't think so. But I just started noticing it a lot more because I was focusing on it. I was focusing on learners because I was one out, you know? So. Stuff like that. The way you focus on is obviously what you're going to see. So yeah. The Alhamdulillah mindset is basically where no matter what happens. Alhamdulillah. 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 It's about showing gratitude and expressing like your like thanks to Allah for all the blessings. And also the like trials and stuff that you encounter in your life. So it's like just be continuously being grateful regardless of the circumstances so that any in any situation whether it's positive or challenging you realize that it's just a, it's a gift from allah it's an opportunity to grow it's most likely for the better and essentially just that that you're like focusing on what's positive and understanding that allah knows best and you might not understand why this is something is happening to you, but just say Alhamdulillah because you don't know how that's gonna help you in the future. So many times, countless times, I I've like not gotten what I wanted, or I something bad happened, or well, not necessarily bad, but you know what I mean. And then later, maybe like a couple of weeks later, a couple of years later, I realized that wow, that was for the better because. Then, I would not have this good thing that I have now, or that would have been really bad for me, or it's just something like that. Never have I regretted or like not regretted because you can't really regret something that happens to you if you had no like power over it. but never have I been like upset about the outcome of something. I may have been upset in the moment, but later I realized that wow, that was really for my benefit and I honestly avoided something way worse. So, Allah is best, bro. He's always for you. Alhamdulillah, okay? So, if something goes wrong, you say, Alhamdulillah, you move on. You move on. There's no point in dwelling on it. You can't change it. Obviously, sometimes you're going to be upset. But try to, like, not stay in that, like, bad mood or, like, negative energy for too long. Because... That will just, that's not going to help you. Like, you know how people, they'll start listening to, if they're, if they're like, heartbroken, they start listening to, like, sad music. But that you're just slipping further and further into a depressing state. So, you don't want to do stuff like that. You want to try and lift yourself up. Prayer is super important. If it's something you wanted and you didn't get, you pray you get it in another way. You say, Alhamdulillah, that you didn't get it because it was probably not good for you. Because remember, we've talked about countless episodes in countless episodes, that if Allah does not accept your it's because you're going to get something better, it wasn't good for you, or you're going to get it at a later time that's better for you. So always, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, be reliant on Allah. No matter what happens, be thankful. And if he fails or something, alhamdulillah, and you move on. Practicing the al- alhamdulillah mindset doesn't mean that you ignore the challenges or pretend that difficulties like don't exist but you're just you're just coming to it with a sense of patience and understanding that all of this is part of something so much bigger, like this might seem like the biggest deal ever, but it's part of something so small that in the grand scheme of things it is it's not that it's not that worrisome like it's fine it's fine, it's fine. The alhamdulillah mindset also translates to like no stress or not complete well you obviously you can't completely eradicate stress but it really helps you calm your like stress levels down because now you're not worried about something that's happening because you know no matter what it's going to be for the best and alhamdulillah to anything anyway and like obviously we know about the like the uh disadvantages of stress why did i use that word i don't know what words use honestly but obviously when you're stressed it leads to like um physical health issues like um heart problems headaches trouble sleeping but then also mental health concerns like anxiety depression burnout then just a range of other stuff like um reduced productivity just a negative impact on your overall lifestyle because you might start um like binge eating or not doing physical activity, you feel unmotivated, you're just lying around kind of, and you can lead to unhealthy coping mechanisms, memory issues, all this stuff that you don't want obviously, so this mindset will help bring your stress levels down, and overall it's just so much better for you, so yeah, it's obviously a great thing to have as Muslim, um, and yeah, it's also like kind of necessary um in surah Ibrahim. it's mentioned that, and when your Lord proclaimed, if you give thanks, I will give you more, but if you are thankless, verily, my punishment is indeed severe, so if you are not thankful or like to like I think it's talking like like about disbelievers and stuff like that, then That's not good. (laughs) Okay, let's move in to the next topic, which is sleep, guys. I can't even stress this enough how important sleep is. Because I used to be one of those people that would pull all nighters all the time. I'm telling you, all the time. And I was not realizing how bad it was for my overall health, my mental health, my everything. And my sleep schedule was horrible. Like, oh my god. Oh my god. I don't even want to think about it. So, we're getting into sleep, bro. Sleep is such an important aspect of the human well being. Like, and in Islam, it's emphasized that you need a balance between worship, work, rest, which obviously would include ensuring you have enough sleep. So,. My main thing is get enough, okay? Get enough sleep. Obviously, this differs between people, between ages, but I know people say this a lot, but it's so real. Like, get enough sleep. I don't want to hear about how you got three hours of sleep the night before the test. That's not good. That's not a flex. That's really not, and it's really not good for you. And how you're not even going to be able to think as well when you do the test, bro. I don't know about you guys, but half the time my tests, the stuff that I don't know, I just, like, BS it. And I can't do that if I don't have enough sleep, because I can't even think. So, but honestly, that, sometimes you have information that's just, like, in the back of your brain, and you know it, but you can't get it to the front of your head because you're too tired. That's not going to happen if you get enough sleep, and you're no going to be wandering off, save the fact that you could literally just fall asleep in the middle of your test. like. <laughs> The amount of times in the past that I would like finish my test and I would just go straight to sleep. Like I would just sleep on the table. I would finish early and just sleep on the table while I'm waiting. Oh my god, I was crazy, bro. And sometimes it feels like you're doing, you're running better and you're doing better when you're you don't have enough sleep. But like, let's be surreal. You drank coffee. You just had like something super sweet. You're in a sugar rush. And even if you actually do have energy then, and you didn't do those, it's going to hit you later. It's going to hit you so bad later, and you're going to be so tired, and then the cycle is just going to repeat itself. So, you could do that, or you could just get enough sleep and not have to worry, you know, like, why not? Why not? Sleep is so nice, and it feels so good. It feels so good to be asleep. Like, waking up can be so hard sometimes. Sleep is so nice. I don't know why you don't want to. Just go to sleep and get at least six hours, please. Please get just at least six hours. At least six hours. Like, physical health benefits. So, it allows your body to repair and regenerate shells. And it strengthens the immune system. Maintains your hormone balance. Like... It's like a reset it's a whole reset at night your body's going through so many different processes okay and if you're not getting enough sleep your body's not doing like your body's just not it's like messing everything up you know what I mean it helps with your mental clarity and focus so this is going to enhance your cognitive cognitive function your memory and your concentration what did I just say about the test bro these are all the vital things you need to complete stressful things throughout your day. And it helps you think clearly and make sound decisions, okay? Because if you, like, it has been said that it, if you are, like, someone who has not slept for a certain amount of time, I don't remember, can be compared to someone who was drunk, okay? Because it is that bad. Like, you, your body needs it, and you're you're depriving your body of something it needs. What what do you think that's gonna what do you think that's gonna do to you? Like it can't be good. The Quran teaches that Allah has made night for rest and day for seeking livelihood and sustenance. So there's an emphasis on this balance. There's obviously the productivity and work and I know okay, I was one of those people that would just say, Okay, but like I work so much better at night. Like I am so productive at night. It's all an illusion to be honest. You're working better at night one because there's probably less distractions around you. Two because if you do it if you're working at night, most likely you were procrastinating and now you're cramming everything and you don't really have a choice, so you're going to have to learn it or just something along those lines. You you really can't. I mean, some people are obviously going to be different. But for most people, you're not more productive at night. You just think you are. I was one of those people where I would get so much done at night. Like, I could not write essays for the life of me. If it was nighttime, I'm typing away. I was counting. I was like, um, each each minute, I'm typing 100 words. I don't think I was actually doing that, but I was trying to. <laughs> so, yeah. But the thing is it's not really okay, and then I've shift and then I shifted right to waking up going to sleep early, waking up early and instead doing work in those early morning hours like five am 6 am ish and I'm honestly more productive than and it feels better, and the vibes are better as well it's like and I know guys I have to bring up vibes all right this is something we've talked Probably the first thing I talked about was vibes, in like episode one, was I think it was about getting into that whole vibe of wanting to get closer to your dream. Yeah, vibes are like kind of important because it's like your environment, right? And that is that affects how you feel a lot and your mood and all that. But that's a whole other topic for another episode. But yeah, sleep will improve your productivity, your work, obviously. It's really tough because people have different life situations. They don't have time for things. But most of us, we do have that time to go to sleep early. But instead, we're just scrolling on our phones or just procrastinating. This is for us that do that because we don't have an excuse. Obviously, people, they have a school, they have work and they come home late and they've got a ton of other stuff to do. But some of us have no excuse. And probably shouldn't be doing that when we had the choice. Not to mention how lack of sleep can lead to, like, what it will contribute to stress and mental health issues. And obviously, Islam emphasizes mental well being. So, ensuring you get enough sleep is going to be very important for that. The Prophet Muhammad. He used to seek rest and relaxation through short naps during the day. I know you guys probably heard about the naps. And this just recognizes this practice recognizes the importance of like allowing your body and mind to rest as well as balancing worship and rest, right? So remember we obviously have to wake up for fajr at some point. So we are breaking our sleep to con to go and do worship. When I'm saying get enough sleep, I'm not saying just sleep, 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 because that's not even a balance anymore. That's You're overdoing it, bro. So we have like pleasure where we break our sleep and go and give thanks to our Lord. So, yeah. And also just sleep it will help you maintain a healthy lifestyle. It's respecting your body. And also, it was an example set by the Prophet. Peace be upon him. So... That's just some of the benefits of sleep. Let's get into when you should be sleeping. So the Prophet, he hated sleeping before Isha and speaking and meeting others after Isha. So the best time to sleep would be after praying Isha, not before it. So not sleeping between Marub and Isha. And not too long after it so people after isha they would go and like mingle like talk to other people or like go out i don't know for celebrations and stuff like that basically it's saying don't do that it's not the best thing to do and you should go to sleep and obviously this is going to be different times during the year right now it's winter so isha's like pretty early some, but in summer, it's like, it's like 10 p.m. So, like, obviously, you can't get as much sleep in summer because it's just like 10 p.m. And then Fajr is like 4 or something, 4 or something a.m. But then in winter, you could get like a ton more because Fajr is like 5.40. What's Fajr right now? 5.40. Ish, it's getting it's getting later again because it's getting towards summer, and then Isha is like um seven, partner earlier than seven, so you can get a ton more sleep, but then in summer you can't. So it's gonna be different throughout the year. Try to find a balance, but obviously you can't sacrifice prayer. If you really aren't getting enough sleep with that, you could just uh you could always go back to sleep after. Better, but also that's not recommended because um I'm pretty sure you're blessed in those um hours if you're like, you know, doing ticker or whatever. Even if you're just doing work, like like I said, like instead of doing work at night, doing it in the early morning. If it's productive or something that is good for you, you'll be blessed for it. And yeah, especially like Quran, remembrance of blah all that's good stuff. And then you can take naps during the day as well, but also just making dua, maybe asking Allah to like uh, let you not be so tired and stuff like that. But Allah will not give you anything more than you can handle. So always remember that you will be fine. More of res- going into like more of a spiritual kind of like term. Sleeping is a reset, right, for your brain and your mind. And you know when you've been thinking about something crazy or, like, you've had so many thoughts or it's just, like, not your day and you're feeling in this, like, kind of state where you feel, like, stuck and you're just, like, empty. Your brain's like, what, what what is happening? What do I do? And then you go to sleep and you wake up and you feel, like, so much better because, like, sleep is food for the soul. And as we know, Allah takes our souls from our bodies while we're sleeping. The soul leaves the dunya, which is, like, not our natural place. So sleep is the lesser death, essentially. And this is why people who do lots of spiritual work, who are, like, really focused on the deen, often they can sleep less because they're going to the same place and getting the soul, what the soul needs, you know? Because the soul's leaving leaving dunya. It's, like out of this place where all this haram is happening people who do lots of spiritual work they're already kind of distancing themselves from all that so the soul is not in need of it as much as people who are maybe not doing as much and are surrounded by more haram and all this so essentially the soul just needs to get out of this dunya. um so it's really important to get enough sleep again for it, like so that you're able to function because imagine you can't wake up for fajr with tahajjud or whatever or you're falling asleep throughout the day which is inhibiting your kushu and prayer that's affecting your prayer directly so that's affecting your relationship with Allah so you need to make sure you get enough sleep for that because imagine you're staying up so late and then you don't wake up for fajr because of this that's a major sin and you don't want to You don't want to be accumulating that when you could have just gone to bed early, you know what I mean? And then just falling asleep throughout the day, inhibiting your kushu. By the end of the day, maybe you're too tired to pray Maghrib and Isha. Like you don't want this to be happening, so yeah. Another thing is before you sleep, stop scrolling. And I know everyone says this, and we're all guilty of it, but try and reduce your scrolling because. You are accumulating sin, and it's not worth it. Instead of going to sleep, doing something good for you, you're accumulating sin. So, I don't know. Pick pick your method, I guess. The joy you get from praying Fudger, which you only are able to do if you like slept early or like you are really good at waking up, because I feel like it depends. Before, I know if I did not sleep early, I would not be able to wake up Fudger. So when I would like um stay up past 3 a.m i'm like nah i'm forcing myself to stay awake until Fajr then i'm sleeping because there's no way i'll be able to wake up but also this was not good because then i would be so tired during Fajr i would just be rushing it i would not be you know i would not have cushions so that's also not a good thing either but also now if i do sleep even just two hours I can I can wake up again for fajr or tahajjud or whatever, and not be too tired and pray it properly. But obviously, the more sleep you get is is better because you're not forcing yourself. You know what I mean. It's gonna be a lot more natural, and you're not gonna be so tired that you're just focusing on other things and can't concentrate in prayer. So yeah let's talk about what you should do before you go to sleep so you should make wudu because prophet peace be him said whoever makes wudu and goes to sleep an angel will reside with him in his bed and when he wakes up the angel will ask Allah to forgive him um make sure you do your nighttime athkar so like doing um when you oh you're like reading surah tunooq like we read earlier in the episode um doing your three calls so and then you wipe them over your head and your body. This is sunnah and it's a means of protection throughout the night. So you blow into your hands, read the three calls, um surah falak, and surah uh and rub it all over you, then you repeat it three times to blow in to your hands, um save the calls, rub it on your body and then do it one more time. And yeah, you can also say um, anything else you want, any of the color you want. Um, uh, what's it called? Oh, I can't remember. I I took And yeah, whatever you want. Sleep on your right side because that is good. I'm pretty sure it's the signal. And it's also like studies have shown that it's best for you, like, um, and for your like heart and stuff like that. Um, so you should remove the hatred from your heart because one companion was promised Janna because he would remove the hatred from his heart every night. Um, and try not to use your phone before you sleep because obviously you guys heard of blue light and how that can affect your circadian rhythm, which is like your sleep cycle essentially. And also remove distractions. Um, and blue light, like I just said, it does um, affect your sleep quality. You could use a candle instead because it's got less frequency, like a different frequency of um uh of light waves, electromagnetic waves. I literally can't speak and read maybe read like a book or read the Quran. Or and you can also journal because that's a great way to get any thoughts out of your mind. I like to sometimes I journal, um but I of I often can't keep up with that, so I'll like type it on my notes app or i'll like um just talk talk like actually talk to allah but then also sometimes my family thinks i'm a little bit crazy because i'm talking to myself But well, you know what it's fine it's fine <laughs> but yeah that is sleep i need sleep so bad and yeah I think this episode is getting a bit long like all my episodes at this point I'm gonna start splitting every episode into two episodes because I could never keep the timing down I don't know why no actually it's because I have so much I want to talk about with these topics and then also like a couple weeks later I'll be like oh my god I could have said this I could have said that so eventually I'm probably gonna go back over some topics that I've done and Maybe that's why I wrote Healthy Habits for Muslimists in 2023, because maybe I'll do another one in 2024. <laughs> so, yeah. And, oh my god, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, or two episodes, because I probably split this episode into two. Um, I'm sorry, it has been so long since I uploaded an episode, but I think I am going to be changing my uploading schedule to being... Um, An episode every two weeks. Because I don't think I can keep up with an episode every week. Although sometimes I will be able to. But then other times I won't. So I think it's better if I spread it out. Um, You guys can follow the TikTok and Instagram. And I'm starting a YouTube channel for this podcast. I forgot to say that at the start. Um, All of them are just a stream podcast. So go check those out. Instagram, TikTok and YouTube share this podcast and give it a five star rating because why not it will help me out so much thank you so much for listening to this episode and i'll see you in two weeks assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh <laughs>